0: You know what they say, families that bust together, stay together. And we here at Aggressively OK Productions and the Aggressively OK Podcast would like to wish your families a very happy and a very bust-worthy Thanksgiving. This is the Aggressively OK Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Salmoni. I am joined by my uh, shit-lib co-host.
1: Um... You know, boy, oh boy, does busting make me feel good? It's Adam Sidorius. Um, and we're talking we're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife, baby. Uh, Joey's Must have been movie of the year. Um, my second must have been movie of the year behind uh, my third viewing of Hall Pass twenty eleven. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait to talk about the new Ghostbusters movie uh but first, we have a very special guest today if you want to introduce himself
2: uh hey everybody uh my name's Enrico uh and Kate McKinnon is my favorite ghostbuster.
1: Is that a bit or is that true
2: uh you know uh, I just <laughs> think she's char but I think she's wonderful
1: I don't know why that was so funny the is that true <laughs> you know like
2: because <laughs> I truly don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, no, in all honesty, um, Mr. Ray Stans is my favorite, uh, Ghostbuster.
1: Okay, all right. I'm, who's your favorite Ghostbuster, Joey?
0: Um, I... The Bill Murray.
1: Do you know his name?
0: Um, is it Egon? No. No, come on, man. Uh, what is he? What is it? Ray Fiennes? No, that's an, <laughs> that's an actor in Harry Potter. Is it, uh... Dude, his um, name's Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> is my favorite Ghostbuster. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, mine, mine's probably Harambe. Um, I. I, I <laughs> may he,
0: may so, he rest in peace.
1: Were the Ghostbusters sent to the uh, Cincinnati Zoo the day that Harambe <laughs> got?
0: Shit. <laughs> Man, the Ghostbusters were like, if I was there on that day. It wouldn't have went down like
2: that. Harumpet uh, could still be alive. I just wonder how Mark Wahlberg felt
1: in that moment. At least, like... <laughs> <laughs> if that was my kid who found the enclosure, uh, it would have went down differently. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, in all seriousness, I was moderately, I, I wouldn't say excited for this movie. I would say I was moderately looking forward to it. Um, Ghostbusters, the original, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Even with that being said, I don't know how I feel about it becoming like a big IP thing because I think that movie is so good because it's just a really good comedy. Um, It has nothing to do with the sci-fi elements or anything. I like it because, you know, Dan Aykroyd gets sloppy top from a ghost. I like it because um, Bill Murray is like, at the height of his comedic talents in that movie um I, I think harold Ramis is giving like one of an all-time best performances of all time in that movie uh, uh also um oh what's his name uh the sigourney weaver's neighbor uh uh rick, moranis. Oh, uh rick moranis fantastic like i there's so many reasons why i think that movie is just incredible uh Ghostbusters 2 is it, it's okay it's not a bad movie it's a fun sequel Um, I don't really feel too strongly either way about Ghostbusters 2016. I think that movie had way too much writing on it for the fact that it was just another studio comedy at the end of the day. Um, So when I say I was like moderately looking forward to this movie, I was kind of just like, yeah, it'll be a Ghostbusters movie. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Joey, how are you... Uh, like, what were your expectations for this one going
0: into it? Um, I was aware of it. Um, I I'm not a I like I really I think the first Ghostbusters is a classic. Um, I really enjoy the film. Um, but I I still I've never really understood the uh, kind of the intense uh, fandom around it. I don't necessarily know if it's it's warranted. I would hardly even though I think it's a very good movie. Um, and I think it definitely deserves to be a classic. I'm not sure why it has It's kind of the same like it's it's kind of treated as if it was like a star wars or or a marvel project or a dc project and i really don't think because i mean ghostbusters is just kind of a sarcastic dry like comedy uh from the from the s from snl people so i i don't understand why it kind of has this like intense fandom for it uh but i, I never saw the 2016 one um I and I I was I was aware that they were coming out with a new one and that uh, the son of the uh, Jason Reitman was directing it, but I uh, I wouldn't say I was excited for it and I wouldn't say I was I was dreading it either. Um. So
1: Rico, I'm curious about you because I uh were you excited for this movie or were you kind of like skeptical going in? Like, how were you feeling about it?
2: I so I was th- I was super excited for this movie when it was originally announced and it was my it was supposed to come out in 2020, right? Uh yes yeah it was my number one most anticipated movie of 2020 and then I forgot about it uh, I love the original Ghostbusters I have I I I owe a lot comedically to that movie I I really love I adore the first one it's like a top 15 20 movie of all time for me um, I've never seen the second one I've never seen Ghostbusters 2. and I oh. I I really like um uh, 2016 I like Paul Feig's uh, Ghostbusters I like I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, I thought it's cool to look at. So I, you know, I I was excited for this movie. i I love the Ghostbusters. Um, Busta makes me feel pretty dang good. Um, and so I was definitely excited. Um, however, then I completely forgot about the movie um, in the midst of some you know stuff going on in the real world. Um, and I kind of even though I knew it was coming out this month, um, I I didn't really remember. Um, until I, uh, I like, I was, I was sick in bed all day on Thursday, and I was like, oh, oh, crap, I got to go see Ghostbusters. And then I rolled out of bed and went to go see Ghostbusters. Oh. Um, so I, for all of my, you know, Ghostbusters, I also totally agree with that point, by the way, Joe, uh, about how you don't understand why it's the peak of, like, pop culture. It's treated as, like, pop culture royalty. Uh, it is a classic, but it's not, like, it is not Star Wars. Uh, you know, my, my fandom for it, uh, I was, I was excited. I, you know, I love the Ghostbusters brand, but I wasn't really, I kind of forgot about it.
1: Yeah. I think that's, it's a very true thing. Like that, I think there's like two branches of, uh, the Ghostbusters fandom. There's the people that love it because it's a comedic, like riot. The first one.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the people that treat it like it's Jurassic Park or Star Wars or something, right? Like they treat it like a Marvel movie, which it just in my opinion, it's no, actually like factually, it's never been that. Um it, yeah. it's never it's never been like again, the first one is literally they're all like just horny scientists that are like mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to smash and they just somehow get wrapped up in having to save New York City uh but yeah and it, I mean, it's all a comedy like it's just a completely a comedy
0: from start to I, finish and i mean this i mean this in a purely positive way but like the original movie is like it's stupid like it's a dumb like they're like <laughs> yeah like it's a dumb it's a dumb it idea it's and it's treated as such and it's like yeah. they don't like they they save the world at the end but they like by accident like they don't know what they're yeah like it's like they're all they're trying to make money and they're trying to and Bill Murray's trying to fuck Sigourney Weaver like that's like the pitch of the movie So I don't understand why they're like, like it's it's not like they're like I mean yeah they're they're obviously they're very rich like kind of classic characters but it's not they're not it's it you know Egon Spangler is not like Han Solo you know it's not like I don't I don't (laughs) understand why there's this kind of like classic like I mean there's yeah it's like treated like it's this it's this 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 this, uh, sci-fi epic when it's like a it's 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 a comedy from the SNL guys and they were on cocaine when they made it. Yeah.
1: Um, so with all that being said, uh, Rico, I kind of want to give the floor to you. Uh, how did this live up to your expectations going in?
2: Uh, I, this is one of the rare instances and I'm getting better at this. Uh, it's one of the rare instances where I didn't really, I saw one trailer and I know they only released two, maybe. Uh, I watched the first trailer when it was supposed to come out in 2020. Uh, I didn't read a single review Um, I didn't, I didn't, I went in essentially cold and I don't really, you know, I struggle with that sometimes. And I went in completely cold. Um, and I, I, I like, so I had very, I had very, it's not that I had low expectations. It's that I didn't have any expectations. Um, and because of that, I, I, I like really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a little, you know, it's, it has like a little bit of a weird pacing um and i thought that uh you know there's one character in the movie that i really did not like um but i loved um, let me interject real quick we,
1: i want to say yeah. this is a completely we're gonna talk open spoilers uh yeah, so if so you want to spoil so if you haven't seen this movie yet if you're listening um tune out now because we're gonna openly talk about the movie so if you want to mention that character don't worry about oh, okay. uh, spoiling anything if you want to openly talk about whatever go for it
2: Okay. All right. Uh, podcast. Uh, I did not like him at all. Um, as soon as he was, <laughs> as soon as he was introduced and named podcast, I almost checked out of the movie. I almost went, Oh no. Um, but I, the movie, you know, the movie survives the podcast scare and keeps going. Um, I really, really love, I adored the main character. Uh, I thought she was awesome. Um, Uh, I liked Paul Rudd, Uh, you know, he's hard not to like. Um, I thought Carrie Coon, her character was like, I don't know, I think it's kind of, she's like not a very good mom. Um, And I I, I kind of appreciated that. Uh, Mm. I like that they never really try and pretend that she is a good mom. Uh, She's not. Um, I think that there are some, you know, there are, I think this movie, as much as I liked it, as cute and charming and sweet as as it is. I don't think it's without its flaws. I, I mean, they bust one ghost uh, the whole movie. Um, uh, uh, yeah, they bust one ghost. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is given third billing, and he's in it for two minutes. Um, I, however, uh, there are some really good things in it too. You know, I thought the visual effects in this movie were like genuinely an A plus. Um, I think. I I was like shocked by how good some of the visual effects were and I'm not I'm like very forgiving of bad visual effects um cuz I I understand that it's really really hard uh but this movie I was like genuinely impressed by how it looked and how it sounded I thought the sound design was great um it looked and sounded I thought it was a super creative like place to put a Ghostbusters movie um yeah I I I gave it, originally, I gave, I was, like, I came out, I like got emotional at the end, and, and, like, I was, like, choked up and, and stuff, because I'm a big Um, uh, and I, you know, and I love the Ghostbusters, and I, I, I don't know, I, like, I walked out, and I was like, dude, this is, like, incredible, uh, and now, you know, it's been several days since I've seen it, and I've, dry, I'm off my high horse a little bit, and I can say, okay, there's a decent, you know, there's some things wrong with it, but it was still... It wasn't trying to be like Citizen Kane or anything. It was trying to be like, I don't know, it was trying to be a good Ghostbusters. It was trying to be a good, fun movie um, for families. Uh, And I think it does succeed at that. I I really do think so.
1: So with all that being said, I want to open the floodgates to old Joey. uh, Because I, we, full disclosure, me and Joey saw this together um, at the tail end of a triple feature Uh, Last week, we saw Licorice Pizza and House of Gucci, which we will both have eps on very soon. Um, But uh, this was the third movie of the night. We saw it at the last showtime of the theater at 11 p.m. The movie probably didn't start till like 1130. We got out almost at 2 a.m. So uh, we were both pretty exhausted. So I want to preface all this before Joey goes off. I want to kind of paint the picture of the long day that we had just sitting on our asses eating popcorn for, like, what, six or seven hours straight, Joey?
0: Yeah, Um, but I think it was, like, a... Yeah, a seven-hour run.
1: Yeah, so I just... I want to preface this before we we get to Joey's thoughts, but, uh, Joey, if you want (laughs) to tell the fine audience what you thought (laughs) of it.
0: Um, I... I uh, really hated it. I thought it was... (laughs) I thought it was just... I thought it was just awful. I... I like it kept getting worse and it just I think this is like the most like like I, this is my it's my least favorite movie of the year uh, by a significant margin and I I just think it sucks every I just really think it sucks ass <laughs> and it's not good it's just the most like completely like corporate tested test screening let's get this let's make this as widely uh accessible as possible it's add little to no like uh uh personality or character there's no vision there's no the movie's not about anything uh it's a complete like it's a complete uh, retread of the first movie uh the the third act of the movie is like nearly identical to the third act of the original film it's a complete like force awakens but with none of the character or charm that that movie had and it's just so the humor is not funny The, uh, characters suck, and the, the last act, it's so, and it's also, it's an incredibly awkward film, uh, and it's especially, the final act of this movie is one of the most, like, uncomfortable, like, the pacing, the pacing is bad throughout the film, but, like, it's a genuinely, like, uncomfortable ending, like, it's, it's like, why is this taking so fucking long? It's just, it's not good, it's not why, it's not what I want when I go see a movie, uh, and I know not all movies are made for me. I know this is a movie for children, but it just like I don't know, like just it just is like it, I I feel the same way, and I, I like Jurassic World. We were talking about this before the the movie, but kind of the I feel like a guy who didn't like Jurassic World. So I know I'm I, I know I'm a, I'm kind of being a Scrooge, but it's just like it's just like I'm like, is this really what we're getting? Like this is like a studio movie now. It's just like the most like it's literally like. They they reveal the what's the car called like the ecto scooter or something yeah, the ecto one <laughs> the ecto one the ecto scooter the ecto scooter. <laughs> scooter yeah no the ecto one they reveal it like it's the fucking delorean as if the the ecto one is a joke in the first movie it just doesn't like it's I mean and I'm not it, I'm okay with it being its own thing but it, it's this is completely totally different from the first Ghostbusters movie uh this movie is hardly Very a joke. comedy. And I just don't like it. And it's not for me. And uh, if, you, if you're if you like eight... I don't even know who this movie's for. I don't know who this movie's for, and I don't like it. And I think the main character sucks. I really hate the <laughs> that archetype. The science girl, I hate. I think that's the laziest character type. Wait, I'm,
1: so you hate women who are in STEM? I hate women in STEM. Yeah, I hate women in STEM. Joseph uh, hates women
0: in STEM. Yeah, I hate women in STEM. Damn, I was going to make that joke before you did. Uh, but I hate women in STEM, but... and I... I just don't like it, and I think the I I just think it sucks. I liked Paul Rudd in it; he's fine. the The scene where they're driving the 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 the, the ghost scooter through the town is kind of fun, but and I, I I don't want to be the guy nitpicking the movie, but there's so much about this movie that doesn't like logically make any sense, and I don't the characters don't act like humans, and I just didn't like it.
1: Well, i I'm just surprised that you disliked it as much, because like even Ken gave it a good review.
0: Even who? Ken. No, fuck. Ken. <laughs> what are you gonna? Who's Ken?
1: Can these? Can the stick fit in your mouth? Uh,
0: no. I. <laughs> I, I
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I was not expecting that at all. That completely caught me off guard. When I tell you,
1: I've been saving that for a week. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> that's the that's the best execution of one of those jokes i've ever heard adam that was awesome <laughs> thank
1: you a plus uh so in, in all seriousness <laughs> though i uh, <laughs> uh writing off my uh ligma joke um i thought so to be the kind of middle ground guy as i usually am on the pod I thought it was fine. I didn't <laughs> I didn't think it was like great. I didn't really feel anything at all in the movie. I, I never once felt excited. I never once felt like, "Oh, why are they doing this?" I just kind of was in a very neutral state the entire movie. One would say I was numb. One would say I was lifeless. One would say I was unresponsive. Um I maybe ch- I chuckled once in the movie and Joe Turned to me mid movie and said, "Shut the fuck up."
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I glared at him. I
1: like, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, I, genuinely. Anytime I think I smiled or like had any enjoyment, Joe like stared at me like I was a madman. <laughs> um, and I he <laughs> did that to me during Space Jam too. Um, I mean. Space Jam is kind of epic, I can't lie. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, I think this was, like, it, it was fine. Like, there was nothing too... And I feel like I've seen, like, so many of these, like, legacy sequels or, like, reboots that I've just been completely, like, numb to. Yeah. But this one, I feel like there was... I think, not to go toe-to-toe with Joey here or anything, but I think there's too many moments in this movie where there's genuine, like characters and writing and like uh, Jason Reitman kind of doing his thing that I can't really just call it a cash grab because there's too many moments where like even that seems like Paul Rudd going on a date with Carrie Coon like there's an entire scene just dedicated to like them going on a date together and, and she's talking about her family and like uh, how hard it is to be a single mom and like there's like good character work in this movie that yes it's underneath a lot of nostalgia shit but I think there's a lot of good here too. I think a lot of the actors are doing a good job. Even the kid actors, like even though not even like care for podcasts, the character too much, or even Finn Wolfhard's character. I thought all the kids did a good job. Like I didn't, it's so hard to find kid actors that don't make you want to kill yourself. And I thought <laughs> these kids did a decent job at like carrying the movie, especially yeah. when you have Paul Rudd fighting for screen time. Like that's a very yeah. hard feat. And I think they did a good job. Um, Visually, it was fine. There wasn't anything like too memorable about it. There's a few shots where I was like, oh, that's a Jason Reitman shot. But then there are other shots where I was like, that's a little gross, like CGI-wise, but it's a Ghostbusters movie, so I guess that's what you have to expect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel very neutral on the entire theme. I thought it was just fine. It was the most middle ground, middle of the road movie. Um, but I do think there, again, to go back to the whole legacy sequel thing, I find it so funny that this got a force awakens sequel and it's all in response to the 2016 movie. Uh, Cause if that yeah. movie never happened, this movie would never happen. Like this was completely in response to that because I feel like that movie proved that there is a ghostbusters fan base that is supposedly very vocal <laughs> apparently. Um, and they're kind of like Sony, of course it's Sony and Sony's like the worst Perpetrator of reactionary bullshit ever, as a studio. So I guess when they heard uh, like what the fans want, they were like, okay, we're gonna do it. Disney's doing it, so we got to do it. We got to make a legacy sequel. We got to do a a reboot that uh, is pretty much ninety percent a tease, and the last ten percent of the movie is uh, bringing back the old, right? And I didn't necessarily hate that aspect of this movie, but I thought the formula was just so like almost felt like a funnier or die parody at points. Where it, like the entire okay, do you guys remember the first teaser for the Force Awakens? Like, yeah, oh
2: yeah, um, it's being awakening, right?
1: Yeah, like it, it's yeah. just like a very slow build up. And you it's like a, it has like a kind of a violin score, and it and it, you just slowly see like photography of like things that you remember, and you're like, oh shit, this and this and this. And then at the very end it kicks into the Star Wars theme. That's what mm-hmm. this movie felt like. It felt like the Force Awakens teaser, the entire movie. You you just for like 80-90 minutes, you're teased. Like, oh, there's the Ghostbusters logo, there's the ghost trap, there's the Ecto, whatever. And then the last ten minutes is like, and here's all the stuff you remember, like here, here's Bankman and uh, Ernie Hudson and like all these guys, right? Um, and I, I know it seems like I'm being negative on that aspect. I'm not. I think it's fine. But I think the formula is just so like, it, it like I've never seen a blockbuster so heavily ride a formula out more than this movie has. I don't think so. It-
2: yeah, I don't know. I am I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on it. Yeah, it's like it's really interesting that you bring up um The Force Awakens cuz I wanted to. It's one of the only notes I wrote down uh in preparation today. Um is that this movie reminded me a lot of The Force Awakens. It's like Ghostbusters the Force Awakens. Um it I th- I don't think it is as good as The Force Awakens. Um a little another hot take of mine is that The Force Awakens is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um Wait, really? Yeah. It goes Force Awakens, Phantom Menace, all of the other ones. Uh, we'll, we could talk about that another time. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, not to discredit myself um, or anything, right. but this movie reminded me a lot of The Force Awakens, and I think I love it or hate it, this movie is necessary for the the – the rest of the Ghostbusters franchise. Dan Aykroyd's original pitch for Ghostbusters 3, what he wanted was a Ghostbusters to have become a nationwide brand. Like, there's a Ghostbusters West Coast, there's a Ghostbusters Chicago, Florida, um, all over. Uh, And I think that this movie is necessary to set that up. It's really what it feels like they're going for. Uh, And I you know if that is the case i for one would love to see ghostbusters the last jedi set in washington dc i think that would be so cool <laughs> oh, i I'm think sorry.
1: that's the most insane sentence i've ever heard in my life
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's i think it's i think it's tr- i think it's true i think this movie is ne- i mean it is a tease i 100% agree with that it i it you know it doesn't take place in a consequential you know, the world is supposed to be ending. Uh, ghosts are supposed to be bringing about the end of the world. It never feels like it, not even in that small town. Putting it in the small town, uh, in the middle of nowhere, isolates the movie so that it can grow from there. It's like planting a seed. And I, um, and I think that while it's not quite, it does kind of change what it means to be a Ghostbusters movie. I would argue that two set 2016's is closer. Um, in tone at the very least to the original Ghostbusters than this one, if not in a lot of other ways, it is closer. It, it definitely is one.
1: because, the, yeah. the. I mean, I, I don't think the 2016 movie is particularly good. Uh, I think yeah. it, the thing is that's it's such a weird movie because it feels like if you dislike that movie, it means that you're like against women taking over franchises, <laughs> which is like not the case at all. just not my, true. Yeah. My Yeah. My entire thing with that movie. And I think there's like a lot of good in that movie. I just think – because I think Kate McKinnon is, like, legitimately giving a great comedy performance in that movie. Like, I think yes. uh, Kristen Wiig was probably the best choice to lead that movie. Um 100%. But it just feels like they were – what um, Joey was kind of mentioning about it, like, being a comedy kind of movie. That's what I thought about Ghostbusters 2016 more than this one. Like, Ghostbusters yeah, 2016 really felt like – underneath, like, legitimate talent. You just have, like, this really, like, nasty corporate energy. Like, that movie, I think Ghostbusters 2016 holds the record for, like, the most product placement I've ever been able to, like, spot on screen, like, at one point. Like, there is so much shit in that movie that it just weighs it down. And it has, like, this weird, like, glossy look to it that just... But even with all that being said, it is still, at the end of the day, a studio comedy, much like the original ghostbusters was and i do kind of respect it for at least trying to be just a comedy and not take itself too seriously i do kind of respect that um but this one i I don't know what i prefer like i mean i prefer this as a movie Mm -hmm. but as far as the archetype goes i don't know what i prefer do i prefer i think i want a middle ground i want a little bit of respect for the original sure um but i I don't know if I need a whole Force Awakens sequel either. I, I, I kind of wish we got the best of both worlds. I, I kind of wish... Yeah. We... And not to say, like, you know, fuck family movies or anything. But, like, yeah. I would have preferred just another PG... Thir- I mean, this is PG-13, but, like, another, like, comedy, like, with adults. Like, I don't know if I needed a yeah. kid's Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. Because, again, in like...
2: Years would I have asked are, are,
1: are kids into Ghostbusters? Like, is that a thing? Are they, like... Is that a thing that's, like, am I, and I'm genuinely asking, like, are children today into Ghostbusters?
2: Because I don't know. Um, I I think this movie is supposed to introduce, I think this movie's goal is to introduce, is to get, like Indiana Jones and the Queen with the Crystal Skull, which, you know, your opinions on that uh, don't matter. And this It's just the way that the movie is made. It's designed to, for parents to bring their children to see and go, I remember this when I was a kid, and it was awesome. Here it is now, uh, ideally just as cool for you. I, you know, as I wish I, I since I didn't grow up with the original Ghostbusters, I like I didn't grow, I was not alive when it was released. I did grow up with it in that it was like a staple in my house. Um, I would have, I'd love to be, you know, if I was uh, like 10 years older, if I was the age that if I was the age to have children, uh, this movie would be perfect. I would like my kids would love it it would be the perfect way to say, hey, you know, we just watched the original last night. Here is now. Now you can have these characters uh, to look up to. You can have these characters to relate to. And I think that's the goal of this movie. Um, so I don't know if kids are interested. I think this movie is supposed to get them interested.
1: Yeah. And I think that's funny. Like the, the fact that the movie is trying to like have its cake and eat it too. Like it's trying to like service like in the sense of nostalgia for like the parents. But I feel like I, like, I don't know, like, I mean, maybe it's just me being like a grumpy old man now, but it's mm-hmm. like, is this really satisfying? Like, is this like a good kids movie? Because like, I, the way I was watching it was like, I feel like a kid would be bored during this movie. Like, I, because so much of it is just teasing. Like, it's so much teasing. Yeah. And then like, if you're a kid who's never seen Ghostbusters, you're probably sitting there like, okay, what, like, what? Like, what? Like, like what? <laughs> you're,
2: you're like, okay, what's, what's going this? on?
1: Yeah, yeah like, the, the scene that Joey mentions, like, where they tease, like, the Ecto, like, whatever, whatever the fuck, the Ecto-1, like, yeah. and the light bulb goes out, it's like, okay, like, that's a fucking car, show it. Like, there's, like, it's not... Exactly. Like, and the entire thing with that movie, the first movie, is what's what Joey brought up. It's a joke. Like the he can only infer, afford uh, it's, uh, I've heard a hearse. A
2: yeah, a
1: hearse. Yeah. Like that's the whole joke. It's it's a piece of shit. That like that's mm-hmm. the that's the entire joke, and it's treated like it's the Millennium Falcon or something. Like it's not. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Joey, I you've been silent for a while. Are you okay, buddy? Like you are you just
0: mad at us for? I just think that it's just like I don't know. It's like I don't think yeah if you're a kid it's I, this movie you know is made I think to get you know the, the kids interested but like why would kids be interested in like a, a, like a sex comedy from the 80s like it doesn't make sense I mean it's not a sex comedy but it's like why why is why, this is the pro- property that you're going to get it just feels like this movie is made to appease like 40 year old men man, man babies you know like you know, like people who are like people who are calling Ray a Mary Sue are going to go out and flock to see this. And I just don't... It's just, like, the most... And, I mean, sure, I, obviously, the movie is, like, competently made. It, I, it's my least favorite movie of the year, but it's definitely not the worst. And it's not... It's not... It, it's pretty harmless, and it's not offensive. It's just... It was such a... So you loved it, it. I loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year, and it's my current pick for Best Picture. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like... I don't know. I just don't... Like, I don't, Like, if... It's, like... Like, this is, like... I don't ask to say this is what Martin he's talking about, but no, that's a joke. But <laughs> this, yeah, I, I just, mean, like... What do you think Marty would think of this movie? He...
1: Does he even know this movie exists, do you think?
0: Like, tell me... Give me three character traits of Finn Wolfhard.
1: Um, he likes uh, the other girl. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> he, 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 he's horny. He is... Yeah, he's hor- a teenager. Uh, he Yeah, he... he He's Mr. Comfort Brain, so he's got. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, Mr.
0: Comfort Brain. All right, point this point. movie's pretty awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually have a similar. I was that's like a huge criticism of uh, that I had in the movie is that Ben Wolfart's character is t- totally pointless.
1: Yeah, I felt like he was. I thought he was fine. Like I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I will he's say he's not there, that bad. There is one part of this movie why I, I thought most of it was harmless, like. A lot of the winking at the camera bullshit. Um, Joey and our friend Zach, and even my uh, our friend uh, Sean that went with us, I heard them groan a few times. Some of like the nostalgia shit. But I gotta say, the one that actually got me to like literally roll my eyes so far back in my head was when uh, uh, Bokeem Woodbine said, uh, 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 "Who are you gonna call?" Like at, at the police station, and I like under my breath, went, Jesus fucking christ like it that was maybe the worst perpetrator of any kind of nostalgia shit i think i've ever seen in a movie like and it was just so terrible like
0: Mm -hmm. it it did not movies like that
1: though i didn't think anything was that bad but that was like that was terrible are you kidding me
0: the phone call when she so she's so the scene immediately following that is the worst thing i've ever seen so she goes and she randomly calls up Fucking Dan Aykroyd, and and to Dan Aykroyd, she is a complete stranger, and they have a, it's like a, a complete exposition dump from Dan Aykroyd, and they have an ext- she he has an extended conversation with a woman that he has no idea who she is, and he's like, yeah, you know, talking about the good old days, like what like she has no idea who she is. She says at the end of the phone call, as it's being hung up, that she's Egon Spangler's uh, granddaughter. It just doesn't make any sense. And then the Ghostbusters show up at the end, and it is the most uncomfortable thing in the entire world. And we haven't even talked about. The horrific CGI Harold Ramis at the end of the movie. Dude, he's that, not that bad. Yes, he is. He doesn't speak a word, and he it's like re- they try to like he's re- dead. he abandons he he abandons his daughter, and then it's like oh he has like a weird clipboard of her, so it's all good now.
1: I <laughs> I didn't um again I, I'm the middle ground of these two arguments. <laughs> I thought I I don't know like what had happened. I just kind of was like. Like, why not at this point? Like, I, I've seen, like, a lot of people on Twitter say, uh, like, the, uh, what do you call it? The whole Harold Ramis CGI thing is, like, offensive and it feels wrong. I wouldn't say it feels wrong considering Harold Ramis was, like, literally working on Ghostbusters 3 when he died. Like, that yeah. was something that he wanted to happen. Um So, I don't know if I, like, and I don't think anyone on Twitter is, like, I'm pretty sure, sh- like, I saw, like, a Letterbox review that said, like, I don't care if your family signed off on it. It feels weird. Like, okay, well, like, I'm pretty sure the family has more insight into what he would have wanted than you, butterbox user. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, just, like, if you felt uncomfortable during the scene, fine. But, like, I don't think it was offensive or, like, even that bad. I Was it, like, a little too emotionally manipulative? Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, I just was kind of in a very neutral state during that scene. I was like, it, it, I felt like it could have gone up terribly, where it just happens and you're like, oh God, they're like, they're doing it. Like it could have been like you put like Kevin Hart's body and like Harold Ramis's face on it or something, <laughs> but they actually like tried to make it like semi, I don't know. Like it, it it was fine. I don't know. It was like, whatever. I didn't feel anything one way or another. And maybe that's a bad thing in itself, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought some of the line delivery in the third act was a little bit rough from the older guys um it, bill murray did not look like he wanted to be there um whatsoever um dan Aykroyd honestly looked like the only guy who wanted to be part of this movie um
0: yeah the- i wonder why um yeah,
2: that's pro- in, i will say that's probably work,
0: true star dan Aykroyd, uh looked excited to do something and uh i don't even know what i'm trying, I'm trying to talk shit on dan Aykroyd. <laughs>
1: Well, you're you're just saying like he's the one doing the least work, so like of course he's excited.
0: To, like, yeah, he's it. just like I don't know, and I mean Ernie he Hudson also is loves like...
2: the Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, so does Ernie Hudson, but Ernie,
2: Ernie, the Ghostbusters was like, like of... Dan Aykroyd's baby.
1: Ernie didn't look like look like he was uncomfortable or anything, but like he didn't like look because I feel like every scene Dan Aykroyd was in, he was excited, like he was like really into it, and I think it's no mistake that he has the most screen time out of the OGs uh, by a little bit. But like, it still gets the most screen time out of the OGs. Could, what
0: is uh that stand for, Adam, for our audience? What? OG. What does that stand for?
1: Original Gangster. Okay. Just wanted to. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Joe. I really appreciate that. Um, I. <laughs> fuck you. Um, I don't know. I think this movie is just completely harmless, and there. But there are like some scenes where I was like genuinely amused, like. Uh, oh yeah, now I'm remembering the joke that Joe told me to shut up during um, at the end when podcast when he Dan Aykroyd tells the kid that he like listens to his podcast, he's like, "Yeah, it found its voice in episode 45." And I chuckled <laughs> a little bit. And Joey turns to me and says out loud in the theater, "Shut the fuck up!" Like <laughs> I've never felt more in danger for my life. <laughs> oh, I just did that really what a bad. What did you say to me? Did that really, like, do it for you? Like, the fact that I laughed at that? Like, did yeah. that really bother you?
0: I was just like, why are you getting, like, they, like, are they, I, I, I was like, I, I was like, Adam sold out in that moment.
1: <laughs> I thought, I, I think the joke of, like, an episode or a podcast finding its voice in episode, like, 45 or whatever is, like, a funny joke. And something about, like, Dan Aykroyd's delivery made me chuckle um but joe like looked furious at me like i cannot put to words like what was in joe's eyes when i turned to, like when he
2: turned to me well like, i was like I a was well done written...
0: with the movie at that point and i was just so uh, i just couldn't handle i couldn't handle praise somebody
2: else enjoying the film having a fun yeah thing. i
0: didn't like it so nobody else could Is what i'm trying to say yeah,
2: i get it. I will say that audience, that's like a well-written joke it's a callback uh he makes <laughs> the podcast makes that joke himself earlier in the movie
1: you uh you hearing that Joey you need to take some notes for spike 2 you need to, uh, yeah. <laughs> need to read it. um i <laughs> i will, i will say like when we saw the movie uh, at 11 p.m. mind you it was there's was quite a bit of people in there i'd say like 20 30 uh for a uh, for 11 p.m. show and i i can't think of one scene where anyone laughed the entire movie like not not a peep uh the entire movie a lot of the I was the only the, one
2: laughing in my theater.
1: Yeah, so like I'm wondering, I'm like, is this movie like just not hitting it with audiences? Like I mean I not seem to like it, but comedically, like no one is really responding to any of the jokes, I don't think. Um there's another scene that made me laugh. I thought the marshmallow guys were kind of funny.
0: They I liked them. They were fun.
1: Like the I guys? Yeah, like the little uh stay puff guys.
2: Yeah.
1: I thought they were cute. I thought they were funny. And like, I, cause like from the marketing material, I thought um, it was like, oh, we're really going to do this. Like, this is the BB 8 of this movie, right? And I love mm-hmm. BB 8, but I'm like, I don't need Stay Puff Marshmallow Man to like become like a household, like uh, sell it to children or whatever, right? But it was funny to me <laughs> when they start like fucking impaling each other and burning each other alive and like they're just like fucking massacring each other. They're and having thought, a great time. Yeah. Um, that was something I enjoyed. Um, I liked the practical monster effects in the movie. There's not a lot of them, but like the zombie in the diner or the, like the, the ghost dog that was, um, uh, I don't know, next to Zool or whatever. Like there were, I, like, lost,
2: prat- it was cool. I like lost my shit when, uh, in when this, the whole sequence in Walmart, first off in a horror movie, if you put a sequence in Walmart, a horror sequence, I would love the movie forever. That is, like, such <laughs> a great location. Such Wait. a great setting.
0: <laughs> why? Uh, why? And I, like I got I I to
2: grow you on that, on that one. I'm curious. I think it. there is a, okay, a grocery store is a liminal space. A liminal space is a location that is designed to, you're only going to be there temporarily. You're supposed to leave. So you get in and you get out. You get in and you get out of a grocery store. So anything that's like, you know, an airport, a train station. That's why they're kind of eerie at night, all those places, because you're supposed to have been gone already. Um, And I think, you know, a Walmart is is a really good because, you know, how many first off, how many horror movies have scenes that take place in a Walmart? Um, I think it's like a super unique one. Uh, and while I wouldn't call Ghostbusters Afterlife a horror movie, that is one of the few horror-esque sequences um, in the film. Uh, I also think that there are—it's like a—it's like a maze. Um, you have—it's like a whole map. You could set a whole horror movie, put one antagonist, lock the doors, and then trap a couple people in. It's like a really scary. I mean, there's so much to use. There's so many different locations. I have been trying so hard to uh, let. Like an IKEA or a Costco, let me do a like a murder mystery set entirely inside of it for so long because I think that I think there's just something magical about that sort of set piece. Uh, I I lost my shit when I saw the first practical effect of the dog. I like I, w- I was with my buddy Chris. who I went to go see the movie with, and I like I like I like, loudly grabbed I grabbed his sleeve and I loudly went, "That's fucking real." Uh, and I like <laughs> when I, you were I, thrown like, out I, of the theater. Like, I like. I went. That's fucking real. So nobody could really see me, but I did laugh li- loudly for me. I hate talking in a movie theater, so I definitely. It was. I liked it a lot. Like I liked that. Yeah, I was like,
1: I was thrilled. Well, well, like when his head's in the like in the bag, I was like, is that practical? And like when it the head like raised up, I was like, oh shit! Like that. Like it looks really good. Um, yeah. There's a few parts of the movie where it like there's a few creatures in the movie that are practical, and I really liked it. Um. And even the CGI, like the ghosts, um, I feel like in 2016, not to keep comparing it to that one, like everything was CGI in that movie. So the fact that they tried to go practical at any point in this movie, I thought was cool. Um, I will say like another thing that I liked about this movie, and I'm sorry, Joey, because we talked about it after the movie. I really did enjoy McKenna Grace's character. I thought she, um, the character like was... Pretty much an archetype that uh, Joey brought up, like the the science girl, like the smart girl. And that's fine. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I thought she gave such a good performance. Um, I think she yeah. is always a really good child actor. Like, she is always... Uh, I think the first time I saw her was in Gifted with Chris Evans, which she's fantastic in. Yeah. She's um, and I, I thought she was really good in this, too. Um, and Paul Rudd. I mean, Paul Rudd is, like, great in everything. And he was really charming here um carrie coon's barely in the movie uh but i'm a leftover stan so I, i'll take any carrie coon that i can get um <laughs> joey I, I i mean i feel like you want to strangle me right now for even saying any of that but
0: i i don't mind the problem with the i the acting is fine like all the acting is fine i think there's some bad performances i hated the her character she's a fine she, i mean it's not her fault that she's given uh like a like such a and I just think that that character type, the science girl, is such a like an easy, like studio decision. Like, okay, we'll make her, and she'll like science, and she's like, you know, she goes, I'm, I'm a scientist, and it's just like, oh my god. And at the beginning of the movie, this, this is like the line that I'm using to describe why I hate the movie. When they're like, the mom, she, they're driving her to, to summer school, and the mom goes, uh, Can you at least try to make some friends? And then she goes, what should I make them out of? Metal? Copper? (laughs) Wire? Why are you laughing at that? That's a a horrible joke. joke. That's a horrible horrible joke. Dude,
2: imagine if you're driving your daughter, who is clearly, like, socially awkward, uh, to school, and she makes that joke. I'd be like, you know what? I'd flip the
0: car, and I'd I'd kill us both.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
0: (laughs) One, One reaction or the other. And then she says she literally says what do you call fish with no eyes that's like you that's google That's my favorite joke, joke of all time. You google joke and that joke comes up. That's I learned that joke a, from my mom. <laughs> Can I just that's say my mom's
1: and I'm not even I'm not kidding here. I have never heard that joke before this movie.
0: You've never heard that joke before?
1: I've never heard it before.
2: Joe had you heard that I... joke before? I told you that joke before this movie. What? Had you heard that joke before I told you? it?
0: How, the fish with no eyes joke. I, when we did Buck, I came out and I opened the show and I said, "What do you call a fish with no eyes?" Dead.
2: I told you that joke.
0: No, I heard that. I heard that joke in in middle Not school. That's
2: true. You were making fun of me. I said, "Hey, Joe, what do you call a fish with no
0: eyes?" I, Rico. Rico. You went I, dead. <laughs> I promise you that I've heard. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Sh- before. <laughs> my
2: favorite joke of all time, I, by the way.
0: I, so, Somebody I mean... Says, what are you, tell a
2: joke. That's the joke I always tell.
1: I did it. I have never... Honestly, none of the jokes in this movie, like any of those like little jokes she tells in the movie, I've never heard any of them before. And, They're all classics. Um, I, I believe you. I They seem like those classic jokes. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> This movie's fine. I think Joe is just like... <laughs> He's just, he's a little grumpy, a little, little grumpy dude. Like, he's just, he doesn't. I no like it
2: way too much. I'm being way too nice to it. There, are, it is, it is a flawed corporate product.
1: No, I Rico, you're right. You're good to enjoy movies. Uh, no. Joey, Joey is just a little,
0: a uh, little humbug. That's what he is. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm epic and legit. And I'm going to be seeing Top Gun Maverick opening day. And you guys can hang out in your little Ghostbusters club. Bro,
1: I already saw Top Gun Maverick, so suck my dick. I've um, seen,
0: uh, Rico and I have seen Red Rocket. Okay, and I'm seeing it come on, come
1: on. I'm seeing it tomorrow.
0: You're seeing Great Red Rocket it. next week? Yeah. Oh, I wonder what, I hope, tell, you gotta let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, they're so, both excellent. So but I yes. like both of them quite a bit. So Joey, Joey, Joey,
0: mm-hmm. suck my dick. Okay, so where can they find you, Adam?
1: <laughs> I think this is a good movie. I thought it was. Oh yeah, I told Joey like we were like, kind of fighting in the parking lot after the movie. So I was just giving like, him <laughs> a list of movies I thought this was better than. I'm like, I liked it more than Belfast. Um, Me too. I liked it more than Free Guy. Joey, shut the fuck up. Free Ooh. Guy, it's better than
0: Free Guy. Shut the fuck up. This is not better than Free Guy. You can't really mean that. <laughs> Please don't tell me that's real,
1: bro. It's free
0: guy.
2: What are you like? What, what are you? I just heard the heartbreak in and Joseph's in and Joseph's voice. Then. Please don't tell me it's real. <laughs> Joey,
1: why are you so obsessed with that stupid movie? Like,
0: dude, it's... dude, shut the fuck up. Dude, free, guy. <laughs> free guy's awesome. <laughs> Dude, I like. A little I want like, I don't want to have free
1: guys bad and
0: everyone loses their minds. I want to. I don't. I don't <laughs> like kids. A free guy is so good that I want to have children so I can show them free Guy.
1: Dude, free guy is literally a baby movie. Like it's for, <laughs> it's for like sweaty gamers. Like, dude,
2: shut up. Like, oh, he, he is Captain America's shit. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, dude, it, free guys, Ready Player One, but bad.
0: Dude,
2: I've never seen free guy.
0: <laughs> you would love free guy
2: you probably I know would. i would i actually like it. Go on yeah,
0: here and you'd be like free guy is the greatest movie since uh ghostbusters afterlife ghostbusters After- <laughs> That's what you say. yeah <laughs> um
1: i actually like free guy i just think it's funny that joey is like obsessed with it and he's like calling me a child for liking ghostbusters meanwhile he's like free guy's the best movie of 2021
2: Dude, it Yeah, we co- saw it, Space Jam the week before Free Guy, or whatever, like a, like before Free Guy. And I love Space Jam, too. Joseph hated it. After leaning over to me, by the way, midway through the opening credits and going, this is the greatest movie of all time. I, that uh, was the
0: first minute of the movie. <laughs> there was the opening credit sequence.
2: Yeah, but he's been insulting me about loving Space Jam and all these movies that are great. And then he keeps coming home with Free Guy is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, Sean Levy Sean Levy's a better director than Paul Thomas Anderson. Ryan Reynolds is the greatest actor. He's better than Brando.
0: And, like, I don't Everything. know what to say, man. I, Have you seen Free Guy?
2: I haven't seen Free Guy. That's why I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. Free Guy is the best movie ever made.
1: <laughs> I, I do recommend uh, you to watch Free Guy, Rico. Okay, I, think I, it, I will. It's actually a good movie. And I think it's that's like... That's right up my... Thank you. Head. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't take back my Ghostbusters comments though because I think they both live in that like 7 out of 10 category for me. Yeah
0: like, like a 7 plus 3 out of 10 for free guys. <laughs> yeah it yeah. kind of looks in that category where it's like it, a it, it, It's, it's like a 7 10. to 10 yeah. Joey, yeah, 10 range.
1: Joey saw Ryan Reynolds have a lightsaber and he's like
2: oh my god he's
1: Like shut up Joey like shut the fuck That's up. That's my, my least door.
0: favorite part of the movie.
1: Bro, you gave it a ten out of ten. What are you talking about? You can't have a least favorite part of you give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you little baby, you little bitch baby boy. Huh? You like free guy so much? How about you go get some like milk and cookies next, you little baby? How about you go marry free guy,
0: dude? <laughs> I maybe I will. Okay. What are you guys gonna do then, huh? I just I Marry Ghostbusters afterlife. <laughs> A
1: newfound personality trait of mine is that like, if I bully Joe, he just submits to me. And I'm honestly <laughs> loving it. Like, it's so funny. Like, I was, like, literally, like, shoving him in the parking lot. I'm like, it's a bitch? Like, huh? like... <laughs> Now, I feel like the one that really set me off was when I told him I genuinely, and I 110% made this, I like it more than greener grass. and that's, I... a,
0: that's a bad, that's the worst take I've ever heard. Dude, I like Red Notice more than
2: grass. I can't yeah. wait to watch that Red Notice. I can't wait. So, Joey, do you still want to do the
1: pod with me?
0: I think this might be the last episode.
1: <laughs> Bro, Snake Eyes is better than Grand Grass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Snake Eyes,
1: these That's nuts. The <laughs> Dude, you fell for my kin joke. You don't get to say anything. Come on. Um,
0: you may oh be again. immune
1: to COVID, but you're not immune to these nuts, bitch.
0: Do you like Imagine Dragons? <laughs> no. <laughs> cool. Imagine Dragons he's nuts. It doesn't favorite. work, buddy. I didn't
1: fall for it.
0: You know what you did fall for? He's nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, Joseph. Well, I, I would personally give Ghostbusters Afterlife a 7 out of 10. I think um, it, it, it's, I mean, honestly, probably more like a 6.5, honestly. It, it's, like, harmless. It's fine. I don't think Joey would hate it as much if he saw it, like, like on a random day where he didn't first watch Licorice Pizza in House of Gucci. I feel like that had a lot to do with it. Um, But, you know. Also, sitting next to Zach Perry. I feel like, had a lot of to do with it. Shout out to Zach Perry, uh, who was, like, literally punching us during the movie. Mm. Um, so, you know, it wasn't the most pleasant viewing experience, but by golly, we did it. Um, Joey, what would you give this movie out of ten? A three. A uh, three out of ten. Not out of five?
0: Out of five, I give it a one star.
1: Bro, you're dappy right now.
0: I'm um, Daffy. Why do you hate women <laughs> in STEM, dude? I I just think that uh, I I you know if 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 women are gonna be in a movie, um, they should be directing it. Then they wouldn't be in it. Exactly. I, I I I
1: don't think, <laughs> they think should they be.
0: Exactly? In Did you say yeah. exactly? Did you say exactly? No, that's my take. Is that that women should not be featured in films, but they should be making films. Wow, so, so you're you don't, gonna you lose the power of
2: the dog then.
1: <laughs> um. This is better than Annette, I think. Um, and it's better than the beta test, and it's better than Mass, and it's better than Belfast, and it's better than Last Time in Soho, and it's better than Old, and it's better than the card counter, and it's better than Tammy Faye, and it's better than Free Guy. I'm looking at Joey's letterbox list, if you can tell. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I don't mean, like, half of those, but whatever. It's fine. Um, Rico, what would you give this up
2: to I, so originally, uh, I would have given it a strong eight and a half, but I think after talking about it and like thinking about it, I'm going to drop it down a whole point and give it a seven and a half out of 10. Uh, I think that's what it deserves. I think it is. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it is fun. I think it's sweet. I like a lot. There are a lot of really good things, uh, in it, but there are a few things that are kind of lame and slash bad, um, that drop it, drop it down a point. Uh, but yeah, seven point five out of ten would we'll still be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Joe, do you see what you've done? You made a guy who had so much love in his heart
1: drop a rating for a movie. Yeah, like, it sure do you see the my
0: consequences.
1: Do you see the consequences of your actions, Joey. Like, do you see what you do to people?
0: Yeah, I'm 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 proud of it.
1: Bro, shut the fuck up. Where can everyone find you? online,
0: Joe? <laughs> You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamony on most platforms. Um, and then um if you keep your eyes peeled uh in december uh there's going to be some uh drops for uh, a couple projects uh that have been in the pipeline for a while uh the and one of them uh i think is this uh we can do you want to announce it here Rico?
2: Uh, yeah dude we can do that
0: Okay, so uh, there's play. Uh, Rico and I had the play, Nothing But Buck, in Jan July, and it's going to come out on Christmas of this year. Uh, all Yay. five episodes. Uh, get excited! Adam has seen it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ah.
2: yes. Uh, it's good family viewing. Watch it with your family. Technically, I produced it a little bit. Yeah, he's on.
0: Uh, yeah, he was an executive Predated. producer on the project, and. <laughs> um. Um, <laughs>
1: I, I don't know what I did exactly, but I, I definitely I produced something. Um yeah, you know, speaking of things that are dropping, like uh, these nuts on Joey's forehead. Um <laughs> you can uh you can also find uh Rico. Uh like where do you want to find Rico? Or where do you want people to find you, buddy? Uh you could find me on Instagram, uh
2: at Enrico Drago Film, uh or you can find me on Twitter. Please follow my Twitter. Uh uh, Enrico Drago nineteen, uh, and last but not least, you could find me always uh, on YouTube uh, at DBHC Productions.
1: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore Not Sandler, uh, letterbox at Adam Not Sandler, and uh, the Aggressive OK podcast. You can follow on Twitter and Instagram at AOK um, So. Actually, you know what? Let me let me make amends real quick, Joey. I'm sorry for saying Free Guy sucks. I don't mean it. Do you mean that? Yeah. I forgive you. I'm gonna rewatch it for you, buddy. Sure.
0: It's it's like it's it's so Free Guy. My real opinion on Free Guy. So that's all the perfect. time we
1: have for tonight, guys. <laughs> um, I, I I it was so awesome to have you guys tune in. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye, gamers.